grow yourself and grow your marriage. Chris and Jonna here with the Grow Yourself, Grow Your Marriage podcast. This is episode... One twenty-three. One twenty-three. Yes, we gotta switch it up because we don't know. We don't always know. Yeah, and that keeps happening, but it keeps happening because neither of us are looking at what the episode was before this. But no, I but think we're one twenty-three, so we're good. Well, that, but also, I think I need a new thing to say. I just feel bad for the people who keep listening to our show, I and they're know. like, they always forget their own phone number, and they always forget what episode it is. I feel like they're doing this on purpose. Are they actually no, stupid, okay. or do they just have five kids and always have to podcast at like freaking midnight? Yeah, the latter. We're very smart. <laughs> oh, dude. My memory isn't very sharp anymore, though. Yeah, so. well. No, really, honestly, I, it's because you, you know what you do this? You hit the button before I'm ready to go, before I'm like, oh, hey, what are we going to, how are we going to bring this one in? Because you're just always like, mm, gotta go, gotta go. Yeah. Gotta record. Do you know why? Just like, do you know we, why? No, hold on. We have to do that. I do, actually I am pretty well okay, aware. Because but just literally <laughs> seconds from now, we're going to hear a baby, and you're going to have to leave. We're going to have to pause listen. it. I'm going to fall asleep trying to I'm wait for saying, you to get it's back. very similar to like when we're in the car. I'm like, hold on, don't drive yet. I don't have the directions pulled up. And then you're you're just like, got to go. You start driving. I'm like, dude, where, where are we going? I'm like, I, I don't know because I don't have the directions pulled up yet. Yeah, well, here we are. So <laughs> this episode is actually going to be, I mean, th- this one will just roll off the tongue for us, I think. <laughs> this is, this is missed expectations and really we've had a lot of them as of late well hold on have we or are we at the point now where we expect to have missed expectations you know what i mean yeah oh we we knew that's actually a good point Yeah. yeah so we're really we're coming to you to talk about how to handle first of all how to handle missed expectations but also the more kids you have, the more you have to lower your expectations. Oh, preach. Or maybe expect the worst things, so then your expectations are for things to go wrong, so then you do handle them better. Does that make sense? The expectation is have no expectation. <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening. You did this last time, too. They're going to get bored of well, our same tricks. I don't know if we released that episode or not. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, never mind. That's also the other problem. <laughs> um, yeah. Because, truthfully... Actually, in thinking about this episode, I was thinking about something that your friend, actually our insurance guy, Jake from State Farm. Cam. Cam. Cam from State Farm. Well, yeah, he was, he met me and all of our kids and stuff for the first time recently. At the Ohio State Michigan party. Oh, you had to put that in. In which Michigan won 45-23. Go blue. All right. Okay. Anyways. Um, And we were the only Michigan fans at our own party. It was glorious. Um, I was just thinking about how he told me, he was like, you guys seem really, uh, calm for parents to five. Um, you like, you guys just seem kind of calm. He's like, we have one. I, I'm pretty sure their little one's like 10 months old or something. Yeah. And he's like, and I freak out all the time. I'm like, oh, don't worry. Yes. Yes. We still freak out, but also expectations. Well, we expect the chaos we now. We freak out because everyone has a rope. There's very rare times where everything's been fine. And we both just fly off the handle. We well, yeah. we have a very high threshold for Chaos. stress <laughs> and just sound. All the things. And I have serious sensory overload issues. Yes. Okay, so that's good. So this this is a lead into the story. So first of all, we are coming at you right now from a cabin in Tennessee. Yes. If you have listened to very many of our episodes, you know the mountains, Tennessee special to us this is where it all started where this all started so it was only logical that we brought the equipment down here to get in some episodes much later than we expected to because it's like 11 p.m but anyways so this story will tie in to what we're talking about today because i have got to i just i just feel like i have to vent it out to the world on the absolute cluster you know what it was leading up to getting us and our five children down here yep i'm a, I, I wish i had my phone down here because actually i just need to go read my facebook status from the other day because i gave like a play-by-play because i just thought the people needed to hear what my day went like 
don't really know why. But people do care. I think that I think people it makes them feel better. Often Misery care. loves company. Um, yeah, oh yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> makes them feel better about their disastrous so true. days. Okay, so picture this. We always talk about how it's important to get up before the kids, get up on the offense, get in the word, whatever you gotta do to like prepare yourself for the day. And last week, I just wasn't doing it. The past few weeks, we've been doing house projects. We've had a bajillion parties, it feels like, between Thanksgiving and the, the Ohio State-Michigan game. Go blue. That was a cue for you. Oh, you know what? On our new little fancy thing, you oh, could put the Hail to the Victor song. I should. The Hootay song. Oh, baby, let's That's go. so many ideas. Yes. It's been a good week for sports for you. Been oh, a good it's month. been a phenomenal week for sports for me, yes. Sorry, moving on. Squirrel. Um, so just so much going on that just really was off my routine and then we got sick. And so I was woken up on the defense the other morning to, I'm not going to say which child. Also, if you're one of those people who's weird about, uh, bodily functions, vomit, that's a really (laughs) gross word. Um, if you get queasy easily, you might just want to fast forward about two minutes because I'm gonna talk about the grossness that was my day. So I wake up to one kid crying. And I can tell he doesn't feel good. This was the baby, actually. He's crying. He's thrashing around, just acting like an absolute crackhead, honestly. Like, I don't know how to explain it when he acts like that, like, arching his back mm-hmm. and just not normal, just, like, normal crying. Psycho crying. So that's how I'm woken up. And then I hear two of the girls fighting. And then one of the girls comes in crying to me, saying that she accidentally had diarrhea in her sleep. That's great, right? That's Mm -hmm. awesome. I'm like, great. And so I'm holding the baby thinking, okay, I'm going to have to get her cleaned up. She's going to need help. Oh, I said I wasn't going to say. It's fine. Just expose them. I still didn't say which one it is. Um, Yeah, it happens to the best of us. Exactly. (laughs) And so I'm like thinking about how I'm going to have to clean her up. The baby's freaking out. Other two are already fighting. This wakes up the toddler he starts crying and wants me to hold him. And I'm just thinking, oh, my Lanta, here we go. It's off to the races. This is this was two days before we were leaving, right? Yep. Yeah, because you were gone. Two days before we're leaving for a trip. And if you're listening to this and you have children and you've ever packed for a trip, you can understand the stress level that was already on me of having to prepare myself and all the humans I live with to go on a trip, a road trip. And we're taking a bunch of food and stuff. Insane. Insanity. So that's how I wake up. We go, I get that situation settled, get everybody settled, go downstairs. I'm like, okay, we got this. It's going to be okay. We're not going to freak out. I'm going to get in the word. And then I got to go to the bathroom. Okay. The audacity of me to go to the bathroom by myself. My kids are not having that. Somebody starts asking about breakfast. And then all of a sudden I hear one of them, the toddler, you're right. I'm just going to expose them. Yeah, just expose them. He starts crying and he's like, I pooped, I pooped. And like, he's, he's panicking about it. And I'm, and I'm in the bathroom myself and I'm like, oh no, like, why is he, why is he freaking out? And Lola comes running in. She goes, mom, it's bad. It's bad. And I see him and he's like, I wish you guys could see how it is like <laughs> tiptoeing towards me and like walking with his legs all wide. And I see him and it's just running down his legs running out of his diaper he only had a diaper and a shirt on at this point down to his toes i'm not exaggerating one bit and i'm like oh lay down lay down just lay down thankfully we have hard floors but there is a nice rug in there just like lay down so i can change you you know i was like lola try to get him to lay down before he before he gets it everywhere and she's like mom it's too late She's like, it's bad. There's a puddle of it in the pantry. The pantry, that's all the way across the house. It's not where we are. So he had already, it had already happened. Just drug it all through the kitchen. Yes. And and mind you, the baby's in the high chair crying at this point because he's mad. He's hungry. And I've got the other one who pooped her pants at night in the bathtub upstairs. Chris is gone at this point. And I'm, 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 I'm trying to, uh, what's, what's the right sports term here what's the word what i'm trying to think of what coverage i needed coverage i i couldn't I, what's the word I'm zone for? something <laughs> like that i just yes i just there was too much i could not get to all the people yep. that needed me at that time we can't play zone with one person so sure that's what i meant um and so i start seeing what this massacre looks like and i kid you not it's just trailed 
from our nice new rug we just put in our nice new living room all the way through the kitchen, all mm-hmm. the way back to the pantry. Just close your ears if you're queasy. Puddled in the pantry floor. You know, the pantry where you keep food. Mm-hmm. Not an ideal place for poop. Everywhere. And the baby's freaking out. He's done. He wants out of his high chair. I'm like, well, I can't get him down because then he's going to crawl through all of this. I've got to get the floor cleaned up and sanitized. But also, Ledger has pooped down to his toes, so he's got to get cleaned up. And the kid's upstairs yelling to get out of the bathtub. I mean, chaos. But we made it through. Thankfully, the older girls are of a little bit more assistance these days. Mm -hmm. Like, grab me a bag, grab me some wipes, all that good stuff. Go check on your sister in the tub. I think something else happened too. And then I was like, okay, we made it through. I called you. I'm like, I need you to get home. They're sick. This is getting out of c- control. What else? Okay. Do you have anything you want to say before I move on? Cause this no. day just kept getting, no, go ahead. Kept getting, um, whatever. So we calm it down. We mitigate all these problems. We, I think at that point we sat down to eat and I read from the Bible. I was like, it's gonna be good. We're going to pray for this day. It's not started out very well, but we're going to, we're going to make it through. And then at some point, I'm sure something else happened. I'm forgetting some of the details now, but Lola's doing her chores. She's unloading the dishwasher and the baby is standing in the dishwasher trying to pull out knives. So Lola's like, ah, get Luke in, get Luke in. I turn around. I'm trying to make eggs. Wait, let me tell this part because my perspective, From your perspective? was ridiculous. Okay. Yeah. You I'm downstairs in the basement about to start a very important working from zoom home call. about to start a zoom call with my team to let them know what they're doing while i'm gone for vacation <laughs> and i'm preparing all of this all of a sudden i hear ledger no and i hear crash <laughs> and i was like what the heck so i walk upstairs and i see baby lucan and he has soap all over his face and all like caked into his hair and there's glass shattered all over the floor and john is trying to keep ledger back burning the the eggs are burning and like smoking up and our stove has like a temperature issue right now so it's starting to make the fire alarm go off all the time (laughs) and so it's just absolute chaos and i was like what happened and apparently john turned her back for one second while cooking the the eggs (laughs) and ledger took a scrub daddy to (laughs) lukin's head Full of dish soap. Full of dish soap, yeah, and just caked soap While Lucan was in the dishwasher trying to get a knife. And then he's barefoot and in his diaper, and he's trying to walk through. Oh, wait, no, you didn't say what he did. Run. Oh, yeah, then after that. After he soaped Lucan up real well, and I'm trying to get soap out of Lucan's eyes before it starts burning them. So, again, now I'm facing the sink trying to get the soap out of his eyes. Ledger decides to help Lola by tossing her a bowl. Yeah, that's that's my idea. I think he was helping. He wasn't trying to break it. Right. And he shatters a glass bowl. Meanwhile, the eggs are burning because the stove is jacked up. A nice glass bowl. A nice. uh, Yeah. Yeah. And we needed that. Exactly. And yeah. So we're like, then I get out of the kitchen. And I'm trying to hold Ledger back from the kitchen because he's just so confused why he can't go in the kitchen. He, He doesn't see the glass. Right. But it's shattered all over the place. And this dude is like losing his mind. Like, like literally it's like an exorcism just trying to hold him back out of the kitchen. Lucan's crying. Jonna's definitely crying. Um, I wasn't crying yet. <laughs> I was. Like I was about. I was ready. Yeah. At yeah, that point, I was like, "This very is stressed not out." Cool. And yeah, I burnt the eggs, and he broke a bowl, and and then I grabbed Lucan. I'm trying to get the soap out of his eyes. He started crying a little bit because the soap's getting in his eyes. It was just unbelievable. But I was only three minutes late to my call. I know that was impressive. Not bad. So then, you know, again, we calm things down. Get some schoolwork done. Like, all right, day's turning around. It's going to get better. And then uh, I start putting Luke into bed at 7. Let's fast forward. Like, all right, I got to get my packing done. It's Friday. We leave Sunday. I'm going to get packing done. I get It's a big fight with him for hours, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. That was this night, right? Yeah, because I was about to lose it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, yeah. This is when I finally was losing it because I was I put him down at 7, and then he woke up again. And I put him down, and woke up again, and he was crying, and I could tell something was wrong, but I was just, you know, like you said in the beginning, we all have a rope, and I was at the end of my rope because I knew I had so much to do, and I was counting on bedtime to be able to do it. Yeah. And then I was, of course, worried about, is he getting sick now? We've all kind of had this weird stomach thing going on. We leave in two days. Yeah, and the thing is, we leave in two days for a trip. The girls have no idea it's right. happening. So we're like 
closet secretly packing, packing everything. Yes. You know, kind of throwing stuff in the garage, like so they don't see it overnight, yeah. or shoving it in the pantry, or packing things up in a mysterious way, so the kids don't know. So we can only do it at night. And so, yeah. yeah, losing that time was brutal. And so, yeah, it was probably seven to ten that I was going back and forth fighting him. Then I literally was like, God, please, I need something. I'm getting frustrated. I was at my breaking point. I was getting very frustrated. And that's when you came in and took over for a minute and I just lost it. That's when I finally cried. It was all day, all that chaos. I'm sure I'm missing so many things that actually happened throughout the day. And I started crying and I hit my knees and I was just like, I was just praying. I was like, God, you gotta help me. Cause I feel like a, I feel so angry right now. And I know he doesn't feel good. So I shouldn't be mad at him, but he needs to sleep and I've got stuff to do. And I could hear Chris in the other room with him and he was screaming like a newborn, like, but it, something was wrong. Yeah. We could tell he wasn't just being fussy. So meanwhile, I'm thinking, oh gosh, we're going to cancel our trip. He's sick probably. And this was a cool part. Cause I, I, this isn't part of the chaos part, but I want to include it because I was sitting in the room for a minute and I was making sure Ledger was, I had just put Ledger back into his bed and uh, I could hear Luke and crying and I just clicked on my feed for a second for whatever reason. I, who knows? I was just waiting to see if Chris could get Luke into sleep. And the first thing that pops up is from a mom's group and it was a mom saying the best advice she'd ever been given from an older mom was the bath that anytime your kid is sick or grumpy or sad or fussy or whatever some of those are the same thing but just sometimes a bath is all you need to just kind of reboot their mood it's just good it's a nice break for everybody or take them outside that's what it was bath or outside and it was like a light bulb but if i in my head i'm like oh the bath lucan loves the bath and if he's sick maybe the bath will make him feel better bath always makes me feel better so i just tw- when took him from chris i stripped him down i kid you not he went from psycho crying i almost thought we we're gonna have to like take him into urgent care or something to i put him in the bath and he's smiling and splashing and giggling he went back to he went to sleep after that but expectations you would think okay that's good that day this is still the same day by the way we're gonna put him to bed now lucan's asleep good you 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 got to go to bed right no wrong I stayed up packing and I went and checked on Lola who said she didn't feel good before bed to find her laying in vomit. <laughs> and so then you go to bed. The sheets that I had just cleaned, by yeah, the way. Well, always, right? Then you go to bed and then. Well, the- well, I had to clean her up and take her. I took yep. her to our bed and I was like, yeah, I was like, Chris, take Luke in. Let me take care of Lola if she's puking. Like we want to yep. keep them separate. So then I had Luke in on the couch. We're watching some football we fall asleep in the middle of the night. Lucan just like sits up. I could tell he's like starting to gag a little bit and he just vomits all over the couch cushion. I pick him up. I'm like running to the bathroom and he just vomits all over <laughs> our ottoman and our rug and, and ev- everything that you and had down there. Yeah, it's like, was it three fifty or four o'clock? Yeah, it was or four or when some, you came something like that. And John is like incoherent and he's like, you know, she's not feeling well. And so I, Stopped and cleaned up all the puke and all that stuff, and it just reeked. And I was like, "Oh my gosh, this is gonna be horrible. We're all gonna get sick." Like this is. Yeah, we're still uh, at the point where we're two days from trip. our trip. Yeah. Well, it was two a. It was two a.m. when I went to bed. So when you came up at four to ask me how to clean the the puke up, I think I was probably just falling into my deep sleep because I was like, I I yeah. remember you, but I remember I wasn't able to answer. But here's how you know: one, that I'm a mom of five, and two, that I was in a deep sleep. Is I remember you handing him to me, and he stunk like he was gross. He smelled like puke. He smelled horrible. It was, and I was like, terrible. he needs new jammies. And then you were going to, you know, you didn't come back, and mm. I was so tired <laughs> that I just like pulled him into me and went to sleep. I know that's so gross. Yeah, and gross. if you're not a parent, and you're listening it's to funny. it. You're probably like. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And with my first, I probably would have got up and showered. It was terrible. But I was just like, forget it. We just need sleep. Go sleep. And it was terrible. So we've probably spent like. That was just one day. 16 to 17 minutes on this story easily. Uh, There's probably another 10, honestly, um, just with everything that's happened. So to fast forward things a bit, just with bullet points here, Mm -hmm. um, all of the kids vomited except for Lindley. You got chills and felt like you were going to vomit the night before we left for our trip. Like yep. that, we were oh, leaving yeah. the next morning. I was like, we're not morning. going away. There's yeah. no way. I she thought for sure just, I was going down. She, she was done, right? I, by the grace of God, was dodging this the whole way. My immune system was just like, pew, pew, you know, just dodging everything. And, uh, pew, pew. and then, you know, 
we have all these expectations to get this all figured out. We finally tell the kids we're leaving, we're we're getting going, all that stuff. Twenty minutes into the trip, <laughs> boom, projectile vomit. And we thought we were all better that morning too. Yep. We're like, okay, this projectile is good. Projectile vomit like, all over the brand new car seat that we bought previously two days before that, which, you know, when you buy a car seat, you kind of wish it would be like not puked on the first, I don't know, 48 yeah, hours. Car seats are miserable. But it is what it is, you know? And then Lena, our youngest, or our, our third, uh, she has a super nose. And so her smelling that puke makes her feel sick. And now Lindley feels sick. And, but We're they didn't help you. I thought yeah. it was going to be a chain reaction. Yeah. So. And then we finally get winded up the mountains here, like on our way up to the top of this mountain. It was a good 30 minute drive up windy, windy roads. And John's just praying, like, oh God, please. Because three Nobody of our puke. five Nobody kids puke. Nobody get puke. car sick. And we can see the cabin, guys. Like, we can see it. We're like, we made it. <laughs> Again. Oh, and a diaper blowout. Too. Another puke. Yeah. But that's I mean, that we, just comes with the territory. Just, yeah. Part so, uh, so, yeah, just. And there, and there's more in there, right? But the whole point, and the reason this is just easily falling off of our tongues right now, is the concept of miss expectations. We expect something. We expect that we will book a trip and be able to pack in time and surprise the kids, and we expect a certain reaction from them, and we expect that they wouldn't be like, Oh, a cabin and not this? <laughs> like They didn't. Actually, I thought they were going to be like, until, it's not Disney World. <laughs> yeah, right. So, so we have all these expectations in life, right? And and we talked about, you know, kind of everyone has a rope. And I feel like our threshold is high. But I think it we naturally see that when those expectations are missed, we realize that there is a root cause to that. And it's not always the thing that happened. More than not, it's our agenda is being messed with, right? Mm -hmm. Regardless of whether it's an agenda that serves others, it's still an agenda that stresses us out whenever expectations are missed. And so um, point number one of this whole shindig is what's the root of the frustration and the anger with missed expectations? Yeah, but I think the first question you have to ask yourself is when things don't go how you expected them to how do you react what's your response and actually our pastor talked a little bit about something similar in his sermon this weekend about um i'm I'm definitely paraphrasing he said what do you do when you're surprised which oddly enough as soon as he said that in the sermon it wasn't 15 seconds later (laughs) (laughs) we're like well right because that actually and we handled it well we did for a second i started to be like oh gosh but yeah yeah so that's what i mean that tied into you know he said he basically was saying you you learn a lot about yourself based on how you react in those types of situations you find what you're putting your trust or your hope or your joy or your happiness you know all those things in. And so I think that's a, the first question we all have to ask ourselves is. You just said it, didn't you? I know. I know. And I just are you, blanked. Are you forgetting it again? I looked at my notes and I got confused on where I was. Oh my gosh. What's the first question? I mean, what is our reaction, right? Yeah. 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 But that leads what? to yeah. the first point. That's why I got confused. Yes. Yeah. What is, what is the reaction? Like, do you throw a temper tantrum? Do you get super mad at your kids if they mess up something that you have planned? Do you get really mad at your spouse if they don't do something, buy you something, react a certain way that you expected them to, you know what I mean? Think about yourself and the way you respond in times where Remember things don't go the way you think. Remember when I that watch when we were dating? We were dating. We were married. no. Not oh, not the one of course watch the other no, watch. I know. I bought you a watch. Like she was she was running, you know. And I'm a very practical gift giver. You could say I'm a bad gift giver, but I I, I think the gifts have gotten better over the year, right? So, although so, you would probably consider this practical, but yeah, yeah. So I remember we were dating, and uh, John was running a lot, and I was like, oh, I'm gonna get a really nice, really nice heart rate monitor watch that she can run with, and like you know enjoy and you know follow her metrics all that stuff well literally she opens it while she's upstairs or something like that and i'm downstairs on her parents couch just waiting for her to get ready she just looks over the landing and she's like oh thanks for the watch (laughs) 
<laughs> I was just like, I don't even remember what? that. Oh, dude, I remember like. I mean, I remember you giving me the watch, but I, I don't remember. Like, why would I open it without spent you like around? A hundred, you know, twenty, thirty bucks on it, something like that. And at the time, you know, that was. I was it like, wasn't Dang. even name brand. Yeah, it was. I'm just kidding. It was nice. <laughs> anyway, so I just I I remember she was like rushing around, like trying to find shoes or whatever, and and um and. That's not how you expected me to react. Oh no, I don't remember yeah, that at all. I thought I thought she, I, I thought she would I be bra- excited about. It. Yeah, it was it was a little bratty, but you know you're no. you're not that person. I was so. gonna say I definitely would not have it. There's right. got to be more of the story I, of how it. No, maybe I accidentally I, found it or something. Yeah, something like that. I wasn't. Yeah, yeah. Maybe it was something like that. You're like, oh yeah, thanks for the watcher. And also something Jonna does is she always guesses the gift that she has. So like. My family literally she does that. They'll the shake the box and like guess it, it. Yeah, if you hand her a gift, she will shake the box and she'll guess what the f you got her. And then your face just drops. You're just like, open it then. Or you know, like or I so accidentally annoying. find out. Right. Yeah. Or 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 you you know shop for an engagement ring <laughs> and the engagement ring business salesman card. <laughs> business card falls out of your pocket yeah, so while you're sitting in her room. You know, um, and you get up to go to the bathroom and she's like, oh, you're missing something. <laughs> like, just, No, I think I didn't address yeah, that because yeah, I didn't want to. Yeah, that's right. I knew that would be weird for you. Yeah. So just, you know, but that's anyway. on me. Anyway, expectations. expectations in tons of different ways. This happens to us all the time. We're giving you examples of what's happening in our lives. I know you can probably easily, if you're listening to this, place in your head like, oh, yeah, this pisses me off or this happens, that happens, that happens. And again, like most of the time when these things happen, when the kids don't sleep or, you know, right now we're experiencing it. We're tired. We're doing this podcast right now. We're in the mountains and we had hoped to put the kids to bed after we went to dinner tonight. And we'd hoped that on the way to dinner that Lucan wouldn't cry the entire 35 minutes there. Right. And we had hoped that, but he did. Right. And we'd hoped that Lena and how, you know, crazy she's been from lack of sleep or whatever wouldn't have poured over into the evening and Lucan would have gotten to bed and we would have been able to podcast within minutes of getting home. But again, the expectation was not met and it can be a little frustrating, but yes, the question is how do we react to that? Because the other thing is with those missed expectations, little eyes are always watching mm-hmm. how we react to that stuff. Mm-hmm. So if we're, if I'm losing my mind, like I did tonight, to be honest, if I'm losing my cool on my daughter, who's emotional and crying and freaking out, my kids see that, right? So do I want my kids to be like that with their kids, with my grandkids someday? Or with their I spouse? I remember or, that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, I think that's I think that's good because, well, just into what you said, what we talked about in the car on the way is we have to remember when we are tired or when we are not eating well or when we are just overwhelmed, we don't always react well, right? And so why do we not expect, why do we expect that our little children who have only been on this earth, at least in our case, under a decade, <laughs> can handle their emotions? Like, Lena, that girl can rally if she's watching a movie. Oh, I fall, I don't understand. I fall asleep during shows. If I'm tired, I'm tired. She will stay up as long as that TV is on. And you know, the worst. we tried to loosen up last night. Like We just got to the cabin. Up. Oh. Speaking of expectations, anybody Hold hear on. the baby waking up right now? Oh, he's coughing. Oh, no. Can't you just pause it? Use the pause feature. Well, all he's, all he's doing is coughing. He's good. He's good. Uh, you can't see him, but I think he's just coughing. It's fine. Okay, go make sure. <laughs> anyway, okay. So, Alex, you bring up point number two here. So... Oh, I think Lucan is waking up. Maybe, maybe, maybe not. I might have to pause this thing. The baby whisperer was right. Mom always knows. He yeah. would have crawled right off that bed. Well, that's okay. He, he gets what he deserves for keeping us. Uh, <laughs> well, if you're thinking, well, Chris and Jonna, why didn't you pack a pack and play? We did. But the king was displeased with being in the pack and play tonight. <laughs> Dude. Anyways, that's another yeah. story. So all I was saying. What? Well, yeah, yeah. You can finish up point number one and then I'll. Thank you. I'll move on. Okay. Okay. Well, I was just saying what we talked about in the car is just 
we let we decided to be a little more free last night first night of vacation they stayed up far too late and the emotions we're paying for today but that's on us like that that's on us we we let them stay up late so we have to keep our cool understanding that they're going to be more emotional naturally um that's easy to say right now in the calm of a moment. It's not easy to say when three out of the five are crying and you just spent an hour and a half getting everybody ready to go to dinner. <laughs> but because yeah. of that. And it's pouring outside and yeah. Then you put the baby in the car seat and he's just like losing his ever loving mind. And then the emotional four year old in the back is just crying. But I can't buckle my seatbelt. I'm going to die. You know, just all this stuff. It's just incredible. Yeah. And then the toddler's crying but i wasn't saying I'm, she was saying she was she was gonna die but like she was acting like she was just trying die. to be dramatic she was insanely dramatic yes right because she got no sleep but right. but because of how they were behaving we did not expect that we were going to go have a really easy pleasant dining we experience we did not in fact, we thought when we get to the bottom of this mountain, we might just turn around. And so I feel like because we lowered our expectations and we both, you know, understood that their emotions are high right now, they're tired, we're leaving a little later than we wanted to, that this might not, this might not go well. So it actually went really well. There was no crazy behavior. I mean, Ledger did pull an ornament off the tree at the restaurant, but you know. He did crawl under the table and poop, but you know. Yeah. In a diaper. In his pants. <laughs> I was going to say, in so a diaper. So. <laughs> but other than that, their manners were really, yeah. you know, they were really good. Yeah. And it was enjoyable. So yeah. I think that that helped to lower our expectations. For sure. Or maybe just have realistic ones. Yes. Uh, so to backtrack a little bit, even before we left for the trip, Jonna, the, uh, in, that morning when I was gone, I was playing basketball early with some guys and... She let me know they were sick. She's like, hey, you got to come home. Like, okay, cool. So I'm on my way home, and I'm thinking, like, man, I was praying. I was like, God, like, I just, oh, we don't all want to get sick. You know, help me to be, help me to maintain frame at home and, you know, show compassion to the kids and, you know, just be the, be a portion of calm in the chaos, you know. And, I stopped at a stoplight and I was like, but I really don't want to deal with this. Like, <laughs> this sucks. You know, I don't, uh, and I looked to my right and there's a graveyard and it just like hit me. And I was like, but you know what? My kids are sick. I'm not feeling all that hot right now. Cause I remember that morning I wasn't feeling very good. Even when I was playing, I was telling the guys like, Oh, I just feel I don't know, element. I was like, but I'm not in the ground. So thanks for that. You know, I'm not, I'm not in the ground. I'm still here and my kids aren't sick in a hospital right now. They're sick from a virus of some sort at home. And so thanks for that, you know, and my wife's at home and she's taking care of them and she's a good woman. So thanks for that. You know what I mean? And so I took this situation where I'm on my way home trying to prepare myself for the worst of what's happening at home. Cause you're telling me the horror stories <laughs> and perspective instantly sets in like just remember this this might be frustrating but it could be so much worse and some people don't find comfort in that but mm -hmm. i oftentimes do because i know that there is a real reality that i'm not experiencing you know like lucan was losing his mind the other day like like john was saying i came up to help i'm holding on to him he's like he's just losing his mind and i looked down at him and i was like but he's not starving you know there's a parent somewhere right now holding their baby crying like this with their hands completely tied because they don't have food for them. You know sense. what I mean? Yeah. And so I was like, he'll, he'll probably be fine tomorrow, you know? And so those moments for me, perspective's big. So I think what it is when you said some people don't find comfort in it, I think it's not comforting when you're going through something hard and you tell somebody that something hard and then the person responds with like, oh, it could be worse or like so-and-so right. has it worse. That's when it's not comforting. But I think if you can do it yourself and look at it more as a reframe, like, okay. Because I do that with, um, I've been doing that with just the monotony of, or maybe the cycle of insanity of cleaning our house and doing the dishes. Uh, especially since we've been on this special elimination diet. We literally, until being down here, 
have eaten at the house every meal for six weeks, except for like, what, one until yesterday? Yeah. Yeah. One time we got stuff out to eat on a whim because we kind of had no choice. But um, yeah, so I get really exhausted and really frustrated some days by you know, getting the kitchen all clean and then boom, it's messy again. And so if somebody told me like, oh, well, you know, there's people in other countries who don't have kitchens to clean, that doesn't right. suddenly make me feel better. Right. But what does make me feel better is myself <laughs> being like, you know what, God, thank you that I've got this food to cook and these dishes to clean and these kids and this husband to take care of and clean up after, you know, it is, there is something about when you turn your complaining into a praise that I think God blesses that and I think that goes along too with um Aaron's sermon from a couple of weeks ago when he was talking about what was it pray without ceasing rejoice always praise um what, what else was it you're the you one remember? takes the notes I don't know I know and I don't have my notes because I don't have my bible down here too bad I didn't have this handy dandy I've got a really cool new notebook we'll talk about that later anyways um but yeah I Turning, turning your complaints into praise is, yeah, it, is super... Yeah, like you said, completely reframing, reframing. and being like, well, I don't want to go to work today, but I get to go to work mm -hmm. and actually make money to support my family. Mm -hmm. I don't want to don't feel like clean up after these kids, you know? Yeah, yeah. I don't feel like working out, but I get to go to the gym, and I have I the ability to do yeah. that because... Man, there's nothing more motivating when you go to a gym and you see someone with like one leg in there doing, you know, curl to press. And you're just like, oh my gosh, dude, wait, way to be here. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Like, wait, way to be here. You could make every excuse in the world, you know? Yeah. But you're here. And I think when we have the ability to do something, we remember like, well, we get to do this. Or, you know what? Like, God blessed us with this many kids too feed at an obscene amount of money per month you know what i mean dude let's not even talk about yeah, that it's outrageous well it doesn't matter if it if we if we talk numbers right now it will uh it won't it won't age well i mean it's true people will be like wow that's it by the time this eight percent inflation is over okay anyway <laughs> anyway yeah. moving on yeah moving on so what do we say we say look at the root when you have missed expectations and you get frustrated, look at the root of where that's coming from. Like we said earlier, the straw that breaks the camel's back. It's not really that your kid threw up in the car seat. That's making you so frustrated and like, or break down. Right. Cause we know the baby didn't do that on purpose right. say like, you know what, mom and dad, you just bought this car seat and I'm going to mess it up already. And I'm going to make you 20 minutes off your trip this fast. You know what I mean? So, you know, that's not the reason that you finally, snap or you look at your spouse and your relationship and there's just one thing that finally you just he didn't you miss the hamper again miss the freaking hamper again you're not really <laughs> that it. mad about the hamper I'm serving them <laughs> <laughs> you know or you know i don't know i feel like there's a million million different examples of missed expectations you're, you didn't celebrate you on your anniversary the way that you expected him to and so you're mad but is it really just that or is it years of missed expectations and lack of communication and places where maybe you're not communicating and telling your spouse what you need from them and stuff? You know what I mean? Yeah. What is at the root of really our tantrums when yeah. things don't go our way? For sure. We're like big toddlers. For sure. Yeah. And so that was one. Yeah. And then the second thing is really just the perspective shift is like you said, can't come from anyone else you kind of got to come to your own epiphany on this one you gotta you gotta really take a step back and be like oh you know what i really need to have I, re I i really need to have a different way to look at this in realizing man it could be so much worse mm -hmm. like really it could and um like i said i find i find comfort in that whenever i'm throwing my tantrums yeah. My friend did that today. It's her birthday and all of her kids have the flu and like, you know, she obviously couldn't go anywhere because she had to be home with her kids. And, you know, it's not a fun birthday to have, but she reframed it on her own. She's like, you know what, though? I get to stand with my babies like I get this life. And so I'm good. And I'm like, that, that's good. That's mm -hmm. a good way to turn around, even though, of course, I'm sure she would have 
appreciated not having sick kids on her birthday and been able to go get a massage or something. But yeah, yeah, that's a good. Some stuff happens. So some big stuff happens that just shakes you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like just completely shakes you. But but I feel like that kind of leads up to this final point, and that is really how do we how do we find the lesson in these things that happen to us you know like i i i one of the most frustrating things that i think has ever happened that i lost my ever loving mind to the point where i was uncontrollably angry and i was mad at god was when you and i were literally one night away from you having lena Lena. it's always the stomach and it was we, Our annual We caught the bug. stomach bug and John is in so much pain because she's about to have this baby and she's puking over the toilet like in so much pain from I'm about to pop and now I'm puking, right? And then um, I... No, I remember when you snapped. It's because yeah. Lindley... Remember, we had two toddlers. Yes. Well, really a baby and a toddler at the time. And I had one on the couch that was sick mm-hmm. and I was bent over puking yes. while rubbing the back oh, of the dude. baby next to me who was also puking. That's yeah. when you were like, that's it. Yeah. I'm so and then, mad. Oh, I was so mad. I was, I was like, why couldn't this happen any other time? And I knew that I was feeling queasy and I was like, if I get sick, I will miss the birth of our third kid. They won't let me go into the room. You know what I mean? It's all sterile. And so... I was just like, God, are you kidding? Like, I was so mad. And I look back on that time and I ask myself, like, what is the lesson? You know what I mean? Like, why did that happen? And honestly, like, what just keeps coming back to my head is just how God has shown us through all of these missed expectations in our lives to keep our eyes fixed on eternity and realizing that life will go on. Like Mm -hmm. things happen and it really does suck, but there is a lesson there in how we react and character refinement Mm -hmm. and life will go on. I mean, even before we got here to Tennessee, I kept telling other people, I was like, you know, we might have to cancel this trip. I was like, and that would really suck. But you know what? Life will go on. Mm-hmm. Like it's well, it let's be real. If we're all sitting here right now, this is in 2022. We all just lived through the biggest two years of missed expectations and canceled oh, yeah. plans and and frustrating what the heck. So I mean, yeah, I think we've all probably <laughs> this is relevant. This is this is super relevant. But I think you also hit the nail on the head with what you just said. Um, with character refinement, that's what I was thinking of. A lot of this, I believe the lesson in this is that it's sanctifying being married, being a parent, being just being alive in this world. It, it's a sanctifying process if you can look at yourself and how you react and how things affect you and, and learn from them. I mean, we've been being taught patience. And you, if we were having another baby right now, we were all getting the stomach bug again. Do you think you would react the no. same? <laughs> no. No. I, so much stuff has just turned to like almost laughing. You know, <laughs> yes. Just like, uh, okay, fine. You know what I mean? Like this but, is life. But again, I think it really does point to the pillars of our show, which is, you know, total trust in Jesus and stewarding God's good gifts, which are, you know, can be given and taken away. And having an eternal mindset. And I think this, more than anything, kind of teeters between one and three. And that is, our trust is in Jesus, that there is an eternity out there for us. And we are in that family and going to live in eternity with Jesus. And our lives, we should be experiencing an eternal mindset. And so, in the grand scheme of things... It's stressful. Friends are coming over. The house is a wreck. We have to get this figured out. Oh, my goodness. My, you know, oh, how say lost to Michigan. Sorry, guys, <laughs> for all you all who uh, experienced that. You know what I mean? Like canceled. I know. But just, just there are all these, all these little things and big things that we think are just so big. Oh, no, my, I crashed my brand new car. And, oh, what am I going to do? You know, like all this stuff that really does suck. And they are inconveniences. But at the end of the day, if 
we are trusting in Jesus and we are fixing our minds on eternity. Life goes on. It does. I feel like this is a good note for the holiday season too because I feel like this is the time of year where there's a lot of missed expectations. There's a lot of us moms that feel like we've got to, you know, you've got only a few short weeks, honestly, to fit in all of the Christmassy activities and you want to do all things and you see all these people on social media posting their picture perfect cookie craft nights and their ornament making nights and their Polar Express nights and their Christmas movie and hot cocoa bar. You know what I mean? There's all these things, all these events, other white elephant parties and you're like oh my gosh how am I going to give my kids all of these great experiences when I can't even keep up with my day-to-day and I'm going to host this party and host that party and go to that party you know what I mean this is the time of year where where we especially moms feel the brunt of that stress and you know you you get all excited for Christmas morning you get all these Christmas gifts and you expect that it's going to be the best morning ever and the kids are going to be so grateful and they're going to be so excited and then what happens you know they don't react the way you thought they were going to do to that toy or they act a little jealous of their other friend their other sibling's toy or they're counting and being kind of greedy you know what I mean talk about a missed expectation of what you have playing out in your mind so this is a good time of year to start to be like, okay, almost lower those expectations and prepare for, for it. Real. And yeah. and maybe maybe that's on you as parents. That's on us as parents. Something we're doing, we did it last year. We're doing it again this year. We're clearing our schedule on Christmas Day. That's our family day now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Gone are the year for us. Gone are the days uh, where the holidays are rushing from house to house and you know you don't really get to slow down and enjoy the time last year we did this we said you know what we're gonna try something we have oh yeah we did have five kids mm-hmm. lucan was here so yeah we're like we have five kids now last year was a really hard time of year um and we're like we're just going to stay home in our pajamas if you want to come see us, you guys are welcome to come see us, friends, family, whatever. But we're not going anywhere. We're not cleaning. We're not cooking. We're just going to enjoy the day. And it was great. It was probably one of the only days we've ever actually just like slowed down. Mm-hmm. And I have expectations of that, right. of that this year. But yeah, well, it's it's hard to not have any expectations for something because I was telling you, I was like, hey, we can't have expectations for this trip. Things are going to happen, you know, like we would expect we're in a three-story cabin and it's beautiful and there's all these amenities and it's like an amazing place. But the truth is we're going to get there and it's going to be an echoey nightmare for, (laughs) you know, screaming, crying. It's so loud here. You know, yeah, all that, all that crap. And sure enough, it is, right? Like You know what the problem is? We would expect, yeah, oh yeah, the stairs, right? We would expect like, oh, this is such a beautiful place, but we missed the expectation of like, oh yeah, that. The little one, he's going to literally try to crawl up the stairs every 10 seconds. I'm going to move all the furniture around and put couches in front of chairs and all that (laughs) stuff. Or, oh, the kids got in the hot tub. That was great. Well, Lola fell on the steps today because I told her, I was like, you got to dry off before you come down the steps, you know, and boom, what'd she go down? Like six steps on her butt. And these are like big old wood plank gapped stairs. Just all this stuff happens all the time. But but we stayed calm because we expected it. Like we knew, we knew we weren't taking a restful vacation by any means. This is a trip with with kids. It is a trip. It's a trip. And so we also, this is maybe just extra little tip for you. If you're planning a trip with kids, we don't schedule a bunch of stuff. No. We are not the go-on-vacation people who have a, An you know, itinerary. a itinerary <laughs> yeah, because no it's not realistic. And then, truthfully, that would be way more stressful because then we would have expectations of meeting all these times and all these events and all these activities that yeah. are not realistic. Even if you're on on a schedule with your kids, things like, like blowouts and stuff like that are going to happen. They're going to set you back. So we've really kept our schedule loose. We'll probably go, we went out to dinner tonight. That's all. Probably do one small thing tomorrow. Mm-hmm. We spent most of the day just hanging out in the cabin, recouping from our drive down. Even though it was only a five hour drive, but we made it in like seven. Yeah. Just from all the stops. Oh yeah. It was like um, seven and a half. That's <laughs> sad. It was a lot. <laughs> but yeah. But, but you know, we've always done that. That was advice somebody gave us when we got married. They said, take a regroup day in between your wedding and mm-hmm. your honeymoon. And that was yeah, so that was nice. Good. So we've kind of always done that. I remember going to Disney World. We do a park day, a hotel day, a park day, a hotel day. Yes. 
don't have yeah. to, it's not realistic to pack, pack it all in. It's not. Yeah. And so, sorry, type A people, you gotta, you gotta roll with the, uh, chaos of life sometimes and just life goes on. So yeah. Uh, quick, quick recap of, of these, these three major points behind missed expectations. So, you know, the frustration and all of the, all of the, all the sinful attitudes that come out of us, right? The root of that is, oh, someone's messing with my agenda, right? Someone is, yeah, like, I'm, I'm not reacting this way, not because of the thing, right? But that was a straw that broke the camel's back because now I'm frustrated because I planned on this and now my plan's at risk, right? Number two would be, you know, just perspective, reframing, really realizing, okay, it could be so much worse and us being the ones to introduce that perspective shift. And number three, again, what we just talked about, the lesson. What lesson can you take from that? What what lesson for us? And then what example? I think that's probably one of the most important yes. lessons in it is what example are we setting for our kids in how we react to adversity, really? And, I mean, yeah. that's what it is. What what kind of example are we setting? Because yeah, we see it play like, out in them. What's funny is sometimes you see the old people who are like just super sweet and chill and easygoing, right? And then you hear from their from their their kids like mom and dad were never like that, but now they are. Now now the kids are gone. Why can't we be that now? Mm-hmm. And then we progressively get more cheerful and relaxed as time goes on because we really don't have that much to stress about but during the times we did have things to stress about our kids would still see us react the way that we need to react and not be so high strung all the mm-hmm. time which we you know still have our moments still freak out totally. but we keep each other accountable on those things and try not to be prideful about it and uh which is hard it is hard but back to you know tough conversations uncomfortable conversations yes so I think this one's applicable to everybody. Mm-hmm. You got anything else? That's it. All right. Thanks so much for listening to the Grow Yourself, Grow Your Marriage podcast. If this message brought you value, go ahead and share it and don't forget to subscribe to the show.